0: There's not usually silence at this part. I feel like Ryan didn't prepare an intro.
1: No, Ryan did. Ryan's blanking. Ryan's blanking. Ryan's blanking. Oh no.
0: You can call line here. Line. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can help you. I don't have the script in front of me, but
1: Line. There is no script. It's an improv show. Welcome to By the Ghostlight where we absolutely know what we're doing. I'm Ryan. I'm Cassie. And this is a show that we do even though we've both had full exhausting nights oh boy how you doing over there Cassie
0: I'm doing okay it's late but uh I am sitting here after my first night of auditions for my summer show trying not to freak out about the fact that I only had 11 people come to auditions tonight
1: Well, you can do the show with eight right I
0: need 34
1: that is significantly more than 11
0: and I'm not worried about getting the numbers because I know I have like a list of people who promised me they were auditioning who didn't come tonight. I'm sure. now more concerned about having 30 people tomorrow at auditions.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, because and that's, that's a lot a of long people. Long night. It's a
0: lot of people to get through sure in one is. night of auditions when we have a very hard out time of the building is closing.
1: Yeah, that's a problem. Auditions might uh, might be a, feel a little rushed tomorrow.
0: They might, and it might definitely start with me having a disclaimer of, "Hey, if I've worked with you on more than like three shows, you're not gonna do very much in this audition." <laughs>
1: Sounds good. I mean, Cause... sometimes sometimes you just need to like make somebody do something so that you can say they auditioned when you really knew what was probably gonna happen
0: don't read anything into how much you get up in front of me. I promise you it is solely based on how many times I've worked with you in the past.
1: Right. It's a really fine line because it's either I've worked with you so many times that I barely need to see you or it's I've worked with you so many times. Please read more because I just enjoy it. I enjoy watching
0: you. I had that today. I had one actor who um, I have literally known since she was two years old Mm -hmm. And I have worked with her as a performer since she was seven and she's 14 now. And she's my Shakespeare obsessed kid. She absolutely loves Shakespeare. I literally took zero notes on her audition today.
1: Did she do anything in the audition that surprised you?
0: No, she just did things that delighted me.
1: Can't ask for anything more.
0: Yeah. And so it's like, cool. I can literally put you anywhere. Next, please.
1: Great. Done. The purpose of the audition has been successful.
0: Yeah. That was my day, and I've got a story that you'll appreciate, Ryan.
1: Oh, do tell. So do after tell.
0: auditions today, I'm, I'm chatting with my tech director, and um, she has ideas for the set, and I'm a very visual person, so she has described her vision to me in words, and I have not grasped like what's happening in my head. And I was like, you need to, to draw this for me, because that's how my brain works.
1: Yeah, you got to see it.
0: And because this is a Shakespeare-centric show, mm-hmm. I really want some element of the set to imitate or call to mind the Globe Theater.
1: Makes sense. Where yep.
0: Shakespeare did all of his his shows.
1: I'm with you so far.
0: She sketched out what she had, which was like two platforms that are supposed to be like that central section of the Globe, but she had them like off at an angle. And I said, I'd really prefer it if there's like one in the middle and two platforms on either side. Okay. And she's like, okay, so we're sketching that around. And then we were, like, discussing the levels that the platforms should be in relation to one another. And, like, kind of discussing what's going to happen on those upper platforms off to the side. Like, what action is actually going to happen there. Sure. And I jokingly said, we should just stick audience members up there. Oh, Because in Shakespeare's day. Yep. That's where the the royalty would sit. It was like in those upper sure levels, would. right by the stage. And I was like, I you think can that'd charge be,
1: more for that.
0: That would be hilarious. And then I was like, but the problem is that then I'd have to like stage it so that they could see what was going on too. And then I'd be like doing this weird partial thrust in the round staging. And then my tech director goes, "What if we just brought everybody on stage and just did the show in the round?" Uh oh. And I was like, here's the thing. I love directing in the round and i yep. do not get to do it very often and so the second she said this i was like yes i'm on board 100 i have a student director for this show who has never uh-huh. directed before
1: yep and this is a good way to uh, get their feet wet throw uh-huh. them in the deep end
0: and so like i'm all jazzed about this idea we leave and i'm like i can't believe i'm making my life literally 12 times more complicated i can i'm super <laughs> and so then i get home And I walk in the door and Chase comes downstairs and he's like, how did it go? And I was like, it was great, but I just made my life 12 times more complicated. And he goes, what, are you staging it in the round now? And I just went, yes, and ran into the kitchen and I broke my husband. He broke down on the (laughs) stairs because he was joking and then I was serious. (laughs) However, unfortunately, I got the dimensions of the space that we're in and I did the math. Sure. And there's not enough space on stage. We've done in the round on this stage before, and I fit 120 audience members on stage. But that was without any sort of set to accommodate. Right. And it was with a smaller cast.
1: Yeah, I was going to say 30-something cast in the round is tough.
0: Yeah, and so unfortunately, it's not going to be a viable option. I think we are still going to keep the platforms on either side of that central performance space and sell them as audience seats and charge more for them Good. and be very upfront like this is the royal treatment you will get like a little snack box you will get treated like a queen you will have the worst seats in the house the sight lines <laughs> will be horrible
1: yep and somebody's going to jump on them every night
0: oh yeah no there's there's definitely and it's probably going to be like families um or HYT alum or, like, people who are going to see the show the other nights as well when they can actually sit in a seat that's, like, a good mm-hmm. seat. Um, but I I think, like, we sell these limited edition, like, 12 seats total. Yep. Uh-huh. And charge, uh-huh. like, a ridiculous amount of money for them. And I think there are people who will pay it just for the novelty.
1: Yep. Yep, there are. <laughs> there are some that would absolutely do that.
0: And so, so like, I'm still – I'm letting it ruminate because um, the other thought was to put my – Actors who aren't performing in whatever scene We're doing on those platforms To watch and then still give The vibe of like the Gallery
1: yeah, You yeah. know
0: watching and commenting there's just a lot Of logistics in that solution Of like how do I get the kids up and down when it's time For their next scene
1: and there's 30 Of them
0: and there's a lot of them
1: that's, and they yeah. wouldn't
0: all be able to up th- be up there, no. So, so, so there's there's still some questions, but a lot of them I can't answer until I have a cast, which I won't until tomorrow.
1: Are you taking our uh, friendly theater ghost Paris with you for your shows uh, as you're you're traveling around to different places for auditions and rehearsals and all of this? Is is Paris just your traveling ghost with you?
0: Um. Well, I I am more than open to have Paris uh, do that. There is already a ghost in the Otsego Theater
1: okay um, that's fair
0: he was named jimmy by my little women cast okay so i don't right. i i d- would depend on if jimmy and paris could get along um if they could co co-haunt together co-haunt for like, even the if, time that we're well there. see
1: and paris is just temporarily there right so right, i exactly. think um i think they could make it work
0: like a foreign exchange student you know
1: yeah for sure that's uh that's it because I did hear that Paris, uh, who it services not only our, our, our local ghost that we can take to and from different venues and locations and rehearsal to make sure we always have a ghost in the theater, um, we can also send him out as our uh, field reporter. And Paris, uh, I don't know how he did this, but he scored some hot tickets to the closing of Phantom. Oh. Because you know that is a hot
0: ticket item. Apparently. As a ghost, for some a show, reason, a show,
1: a show about phantoms. I don't know. They said it, it uh, hit close to home, and that the chandelier was very cool, and everybody was dressed very nicely. And that's pretty much it. Otherwise, it was just you know phantom.
0: Listen, it's not going to come as a surprise to anyone listening that I do not like Andrew Lloyd or the musicals that
1: he what? writes. I
0: know. I've sat on that for however many episodes we've been doing this.
1: That's amazing. What a hot take. You, what a hot take. You don't take. like I, know.
0: I, don't, Andy? I don't like Andy. And and listen, Phantom, I think, is one of the least objectionable of his shows in terms of the writing of it. It's still problematic as hell. Especially the number of people who, like, sympathize with the Phantom. And romanticize the Phantom, that's a problem. It's literally the whole
1: point. It's literally the whole point.
0: Yeah, but it's a a problem.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to keep this show family friendly here, Cassie. Mm -hmm. But would that be considered a kink?
0: You know, I think it could be considered a red flag.
1: You know, sometimes, sometimes those are the same thing.
0: But I saw this, you know, okay, Phantom has run for a long time on Broadway absolutely it's impressive the it's longest run for time 35 years like that's yeah. great but everybody's acting like oh my god phantom is leaving it's not it's coming back in three years yeah as soon as it will be eligible to qualify as a tony revival and is be eligible three for tony how it's long three years it has to be three, be years, three years since yep. it's been on broadway they're going to replace it with the cheaper touring production mm-hmm. phantom's going to be back it's going to be back it's not going anywhere
1: yeah, it'll. It is too intrinsic to the culture of that city. Yeah. At this point.
0: But I saw this interview that Andrew Lloyd Webber did with Lester Holt, <sighs> and I just like it infuriated me to a deep part of my core because he was asking Andy, you know, like, how do you feel about the show closing? And the response he gave was like, instead of being genuine and instead of like talking about how much this means to him and like any sort of real sense.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He was like well it doesn't matter what I think I'm just the composer what people should be asking is how does the phantom feel about the fact that his story won't be told anymore and I'm like shut up you are insufferable (laughs) your show ran for 35 years like to act all put upon that it's closing just drives me up a wall
1: and your other show ran for 30 years. Right, like cats uh between cats and fan- like jeez, this guy, uh, but Phantom yeah. has closed officially it, has. it is it is done, it is closed, it is over, I have uh better memories of phantom than Cassie does, uh, but it is still not like a great show, so uh I have seen it on the Broadway, I did see it this last uh December um. And it's just one of those, it's one of those things, like, I went to New York not to see it, like, it wasn't even the thing, and then I found tickets, and I saw it, and as soon as the overture starts and that chandelier goes, it's just, it's magical. Like, it's one of those things that I just can't, you can't accurately describe it until you're sitting there and the majesty of it all, and it's just, it like we use iconic a lot but it's iconic and it'll it will be missed
0: and i will never deny that phantom does what it's intended to do very well it is a spectacle musical
1: sure is there's it a is lot a, of fire on that stage
0: it is a spectacle mega musical from the 80s and it is the the pinnacle of that and I can appreciate what it represents in the history of musical theater, similar to shows like Oklahoma,
1: mm-hmm.
0: without liking the show.
1: Yes, there is a difference.
0: Yeah, it is an important piece of musical theater history.
1: And a lot of people hold so dear. Yeah. A, a lot. And that's great. I don't like Mamma Mia at exactly. all. Exactly. Uh, And a lot of people freaking love that show. Yeah. It's yeah, it's Phantom. Phantom is done. It is over. Uh, A lot has been and will continue to be said about it. And we'll talk about it again in three years. I'm sure you're correct because that is about how long I thought it would be. I was not sure what that rule was. So I'm glad you, you knew.
0: Uh, Thank you. TikTok Brian, the business analyst.
1: Oh, thank you, Brian, the business analyst. You know, Brian, the business analyst. If you ever listen to this, we would love to have you on the show.
0: We sure would.
1: We sure would. I'd have so many questions for him. But, but you know, one one of the questions I would ask him um, is particularly around how the how the finances of an out of town tryout work, because we're they used to be a thing in musical theater. A long time ago, you would take the show out of town, you would try it in Philly, or you'd try it in D.C., or you'd try it in Chicago, and then you would see what worked and didn't work, and then you'd bring it back to New York City. And then in the 80s and 90s, that became the West End in London. They would try it there first, and they would move to Broadway. That's how Cameron Mackintosh did it. That's what uh, Phantom and Les Mis and Cats and all of them. That's how that all worked. And then kind of died away. Disney up, rose up, and now as we're getting into the 2020s and back in the 2010s, um, we saw this out of town tryout or this the the, the staged reading quote unquote of, of shows to see if the interest was there and all of that. We saw it with Sweeney Todd. We saw it with Into the Woods. We've seen it with all of these different shows. Financially, I don't know how, how all of that works. So that'd be wildly interesting. But then there's also things like this that give me a just make me wonder how this works and why it works. Scissor hands, a musical homage concert reunion will offer two nights of performances at the Bourbon Room in Los Angeles on June 12th and 13th. The jukebox musical homage to the film returns to the stage after enjoying two years of sold-out shows at Rockwell Table and Stage in 2018 and 2019 pre-pandemic. That's too many things.
0: What you said in that title is too many things.
1: Scissorhands and Musical Homage Concert Reunion? That's
0: too many things.
1: It is a whole thing and I don't know I don't know anymore like if shows show up in another city if they're gonna go to Broadway in three months or not or if we'll never hear about them ever again. Right. So I I, I would like to know how that works now. But also I got to say scissor hands, a musical.
0: You sure did, and you said it with Gusto.
1: Sure did. I want to see it just to watch practical scissor hands.
0: That's valid. I have good news.
1: Can I can I ask one very important follow-up question before you get to your good news? Of course. Edward Scissorhands. The Scissorhands? Is that, uh, is that costumes or props?
0: Costumes. Why? Uh, because he puts it on at the beginning of the show and never takes it off.
1: Okay. That's fair.
0: It's like Lumiere's um, candle hands.
1: Okay, that's fair. I think that's a good analogy because I could, I would agree that it's costumes, but like heavy prop involvement.
0: Heavy prop involvement, but those scissor
1: hands have to cut like scissors. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, but like it's part of the actor for the entirety of the show. I was a costumer on a production of Beauty and the Beast, semi-professional production of Beauty and the Beast when I was in high school. And one of my jobs was to help Lumiere with his candle hands because he could get one <laughs> candle hand on. But once you have one candle hand on, you can't get the other candle hand on.
1: Right. Somebody
0: has to assist you with that. And that, that was one of sense. my backstage yeah. jobs.
1: There you go. His name was Paul. He was a
0: professional actor. He was very nice.
1: Thank to, you, Paul. To his
0: 15-year-old's <laughs> candle dresser backstage.
1: He did not have to be nice to the 15-year-old He did not have dresser. to
0: be nice to me. And he was. He knew my name. And he thanked me by name every night. He was very sweet.
1: There you go. What more can he ask for? Yeah. But you said you had good news.
0: I do. I have good news. Um, So I am supposed to, in the next two weeks, I'm supposed to see two Broadway tours. One tour of Lion King in Toledo. And one tour of Into the Woods in Chicago. And I was very concerned, as we talked about last episode, that a strike would happen and I would not be able to see those. However,
1: a very valid strike, a
0: very valid strike where I would not have been able to fault the actors for striking in the slightest. No. However, Actors Equity and the Broadway Touring Company have come to a mutually beneficial agreement. It has been agreed to. It has been ratified. It has been signed. So the touring companies, they're going to get raises. They're going to get better compensation. They're going to get better rules in place for um, coverage and things like that. They're getting what they want, which is phenomenal. They didn't have to strike to get it. The people in charge were like decent people for once. And we love to there see it. There you
1: go. We would love to see that. We would love to see it. A strike actually, or the threat of a strike rather, actually working and uh, things getting done and things moving the needle. Maybe, Maybe we have unions for a reason
0: unions are great and i'm particularly excited about this because ryan i have almost seen the lion king so many times
1: yeah and i've How many never times?
0: seen it like 6
1: that's so many
0: i have been in a position to see the lion king musical like 6 times and every single time either it fell through for some reason or i opted to see a different show because i figured that I will almost always have an opportunity to see the Lion King because it's one of those shows that's going to be around forever. And I wouldn't have the opportunity to see this other thing that I could potentially see.
1: And at this point, Lion King is on like its 19th cast. So at what point does it matter?
0: But the last time that I was supposed to see Lion King was March 29th, 2020.
1: That date rings a bell.
0: Well, it's because March 20th, 2020 is when the world shut down.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So we had tickets to go see it at the Stranahan, and because of the pandemic, it was canceled, and we were told, we were promised, that as soon as we reschedule these tours, we will honor your tickets when the pandemic mm-hmm. is resolved enough that we can tour again. And then they released the the first post-pandemic touring season at the Stranahan, and Lion King was not on it. Oh. Yeah, so they pushed it a year.
1: Well, okay. So So now you you finally get to see it. But now it is coming
0: to Toledo, and I was sitting there going, I swear to God, if this strike keeps me from seeing Lion King again. Yeah. Because, like, I know all about it. I did a project on Julie Taymor in high school.
1: Underrated is (sighs) my my belief of Julie Taymor. Somehow –
0: Everybody, every creative genius gets like one bad project, and hers was Spider Man. Turn off Spider-Man. the Spider Man. And I think that that kind of like tarnished her name a yeah. little bit. But but I did this whole project specifically on Lion King, and Julie mm-hmm. Taymor, and how this show kind of took Broadway out of that super hyper realistic style of mega musical.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because um, one of the stories that I used was. She was having a – so Julie Tamer traveled all over the world and studied all of these international ways of making puppets um, and doing puppetry to to enhance storytelling. And when she was designing Lion King, she was talking with her lighting designer, and he was like, I think I figured out how to do the spotlight for the opening with the sun so that it mimics Mm -hmm. the the opening of the animated movie. And she said, no, we are doing the sun with this giant manipulatable – concoction of bamboo rods and Mm -hmm. silk that will be attached to the fly system so that it will lift up and it will slowly get bigger and it will have that kind of shimmery effect like you know the sun through the atmosphere um and she said and i'm doing this specifically because i want the audience to understand from the very first second of this show that they are being asked to use their imagination to bring the show to life.
1: And somehow that has become iconic. Yeah. Right, like that sunrise is now what you picture. I mean, you picture the headdresses and the puppets and the everything else too. But Julie Taymor's a visionary.
0: Yeah, so I desperately want to see this show.
1: <laughs> well, you will because they're not on huh. strike. So that means you'll get to see um, some other show. Is it it's um out out of the out of the beach? Yeah, on out the of beach. the
0: uh out of the city.
1: Out of the city yeah. onto the beach.
0: So my husband and I are literally seeing Lion King in Toledo on like a Wednesday night and then getting up Thursday driving to Chicago and then Thursday night we're seeing Into the Woods.
1: That's a really good 24 hours.
0: It is a really great 24 hours.
1: But Into the into the Woods rev- uh revival stage production to revival to Tony noms probably, to a tour, Lion King, all over the place. What else do we have to talk about? What else do we have to talk about, Cassie? Well, uh, if we're talking about, like, revivals of shows, um, remember, I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, uh, August Wilson's The Piano Lesson went back to Broadway, and Samuel L. Jackson was in it?
0: Very vaguely.
1: Yeah, so they did that, uh, apparently... Samuel L. Jackson was in that revival of The Piano Lesson, uh, and then he was also an understudy for a different role in the original Broadway production. I didn't know that. I know that now. But uh, we've gotten the news today that uh, Samuel L. Jackson, along with most of the cast of The Revival, is set to star in a film adaptation of The Piano Lesson. Okay. Okay. So they continue to take these, I'm going to call, uh, classics or modern classics and try to take the the, the play cast and put them on film, which is interesting. And it it, it has worked more often than not, I would think. This is not the first August Wilson they've done this way. So I guess we'll kind of see what happens. But Samuel L. Jackson uh, getting to actually act and not just play Nick Fury is pretty great.
0: They've also released the first photos from *Wicked*. Sure movie. have. They're they are very, out of focus. They're out of focus, dark, and very small.
1: And far away, and not great. And
0: it's like the rudest little tease.
1: They like, know oh, you want you exactly want pictures. Exactly what they're doing.
0: Here you go. You can't see anything. There was a, a more close-up photo of Ariana as Glinda that was released today.
1: Okay. John Chu's just having fun at this point.
0: I am cautiously optimistic. Same. I don't love that it's being split into two movies. No. That just feels like a cash grab to me. Yep. But I am remaining cautiously optimistic.
1: We'll get the first one next November, right? Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. There's going to be a lot of time between shooting and release. so. Yeah. Uh, We'll see how this all goes. But um, John Chu got uh another feather in his cap and is apparently set to direct the film adaptation of joseph did you hear about this cassie
0: you just brought my entire night down ryan
1: the film adaptation of joseph they're finally making one
0: there's already one
1: yeah there, there sure is there i sure know because is.
0: i i in my misguided youth thinking donny osmond was cute watched my VHS tape over and over again until I realized it was a bad show.
1: <laughs>
0: the beauty of yeah. Donny Osmond blinded me
1: <laughs> for years. He does that. He does that, yeah. yeah it's being developed by Amazon Studios um, with the score by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, and John Chu is uh, set to direct.
0: Who's asking for this? Who is saying, you know what we need? An updated movie version of Joseph. Who's Who wants that?
1: It's It's because our good friend Andy is bored because he closed Phantom.
0: Go write another sequel and leave us alone.
1: Can you write a sequel to Joseph?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's called The Next Book of the Bible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, what is it?
0: After Joseph...
1: It's Moses. It's Prince of Egypt.
0: It's Prince of Egypt, which already yeah. exists as a stage musical and is phenomenal. Yeah. Um. But that's because Maybe. it had a good composer. It had the good biblical composer, Stephen Schwartz.
1: Maybe our good friend Andy can take another shot at it. I want to see and hear Andrew Lloyd Webber's take on the Prince of Egypt.
0: I don't. It already exists in perfection, written by Stephen Schwartz. <laughs>
1: uh so yeah we'll see how that goes um another thing that we're gonna see how it goes is that uh ariana DeBose will be hosting the 76th annual tony awards she's coming back to do it a second year
0: but here's the thing like every time this happens we go oh they're getting this person again to do it but they've been doing that for forever not with her but like they find a person who like proves that they can host really well and they're like ah yes we're just gonna run this person into the ground
1: and exactly. they've been doing that for like yeah. at
0: least 10 years because i have a friend who revealed to me earlier this week that she's never seen the muppet movie remakes from like what 10 years ago how how she doesn't do movies she's bad at them we've got a, okay. a we've got a schedule to watch the two new jumanjis cuz she also hasn't seen those and those are masterpieces but she hasn't seen the the muppet remake and i was saying you should watch it she's like i think i'll check it out and i'll watch it and i said okay but i need to explain to you this one joke that won't be funny anymore because we don't live in 2014 anymore uh-huh and it's the neil patrick harris joke when they're at the telethon and they're panning over all the celebrities <laughs> answering the phone and Neil Patrick yep. Harris goes, I don't know why they didn't ask me to host because that was when Neil Patrick Harris uh-huh. was literally that's hosting, literally hosting everything.
1: everything all the time.
0: He hosted the Tonys like twice. He hosted the Emmys. He hosted like so many things. And that's why that joke is funny. And that joke's not going to be funny in 2023 if you don't know that history. <laughs>
1: no it's not and listen I loved watching Ariana DeBose host this last year I just don't want her to get pigeonholed is all right like I I don't understand why you would say yes to it a second time like it's not like you are NPH or Hugh Jackman or James Corden or Jim, Jimmy Kimmel or any of these big names that are like yeah we have our own things that we do constantly or we're these gigantic stars like Ariana was original cast of Hamilton and then she won a Tony or or not a Tony, won an Oscar for West Side Story which she deserved but like like that's it. It's a very short list.
0: Well, now she's in Schmigadoon in Chicago.
1: This is true. She is in And let in... me tell
0: you, she's blown the doors off the place in Chicago.
1: She's so good. She's so so good. I have seen exactly 2 episodes. So I have far. seen the
0: 3 that are out. As of recording this.
1: Yeah. My takeaway after two episodes is um, twofold. One, uh, they look amazing. Yes. Two, oh my God, Dove Cameron.
0: Dove Cameron, right.
1: Right. Like
0: Very, very impressive.
1: Very impressive. Wildly two-dimensional in the first season as she was supposed to be. Right. She played it so well. And then in the second season, they were like, here, you're going to do something very different, somehow kind of the same, but also, like, it's Chicago and everything's dark and gritty. So, you, like, there's stuff going on. And I'm so excited.
0: I remember when the photos came out and everybody on the internet was arguing, like, is Aaron Tveit supposed to be from hair or is he supposed to be from Godspell? And then his character appears and the music starts playing in the background. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Straight up, Pippin.
1: Yeah, straight up Pippin.
0: Straight up Pippin. and he he's he launches first thing into what I call not my corner of the sky.
1: Well, that is correct. It's his own little corner of the jail cell. Yeah. He do, he's got to get out of this place.
0: And the whole Titus Burgess as this like the gritty narrator
1: Very good.
0: Who is every time we see him singing not magic to do also pippin mm-hmm.
1: yep man. like i am
0: I, I am very pleased with how heavy the pippin influences are because i was not expecting it
1: uh-huh. i was
0: not expecting that like dark horse to sneak in but i'm here maybe for
1: it. they maybe they maybe they kicked it off that way and yeah. then we'll get all of the um you know, the mainstays t- towards the end of the season, which is like, only six episodes, right?
0: Yeah, it's only six episodes. Like, Chicago is definitely there, more so in this third mm-hmm. episode that you haven't okay. seen yet. Yeah, That's where we get, like, Jane Krasinski, like, full-on Schm- yeah. Chicago all the full
1: way. Full-on, okay, yeah.
0: Like, give him yeah. the old razzle-dazzle, except not that.
1: Except not that, yeah. Because yeah. it's Jane Krakowski and this is Chicago.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. But no, it's just, it's so much fun. Um, I I always hesitate a little bit to, like, introduce my parents to media because I never know for uh-huh. sure if I've, like, pinpointed what they will enjoy. But I am going to sit down and have my parents watch Schmigadoon because I honestly think my dad in particular will love it. He will love all the little references.
1: It is such a specific thing, like... So I was thinking about it the other day, just talking to a couple of friends about you know shows to watch and this, that, and the other. And I was so close to being like, oh my God, Schmigadoon, you guys need to watch this. And I went, mm, I don't know if you understand this or get this. And I don't know if this works if you don't know what's going on.
0: I think that there's definitely like an added layer of enjoyment that you're able to have when you do recognize, like, because another... Argument that people were having when the pictures came out was: Is Christian Chenoweth Miss Hannigan or Mrs. Lovett? And in mm-hmm. this latest episode, I went, "Oh, she's Miss Hannigan singing Mrs. Lovett's song."
1: That's so many levels.
0: Like that's that's she runs an I orphanage and she sings a song to Cecily Strong's character called "The Worst Brats in Town."
1: That's so good. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Who do you it's, think has the most fun doing this show? The writers. <sighs> The cast. I don't.
0: I think the cast have to be having a blast, especially these old Broadway mainstays like Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth. Like they have to be having the time of their life.
1: Right. Yeah. And imagine being uh, Keegan or Cecily on that set, right? And you are the least talented people in the room. Right. Every single day, like you look around and go. Hey, we're okay at this, and we're hilarious, but also, like, oh, my God. The amount and Patrick of awards Page in this is in room. this season? Yeah. Yep, sure like, it is.
0: Like, Patrick Page bringing the I'm a bass, therefore I'm the villain energy.
1: Ah, oh, so good. Ah, oh, it was so good.
0: It's phenomenal. If you like musical theater at all, you need to make as much of an effort as you humanly can to see this show, because you'll love it.
1: Yeah, you'll love it. No word on a season three yet. We'll see.
0: I know Keegan has said he wants to do it. Yeah. Like he wants to edge into the kind of mega musical era because that's where they'd be going next.
1: Yeah. Th- I think a third season would 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 make sense, but I think that's, that's probably yeah, as that's... much as you're going to be able to milk it.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I do want to see them send up Cats and Les Mis and yes. Phantom would be great. Oh, there'd be some killer Andy's Phantom greatest Hits at that man. point. Yep, they would just, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Speaking of Andy's greatest hits, you're you're, you're sure that you're not gonna try to take any of those for HYT? Because I guessed the shows last week, right?
0: You did guess the shows, and we are going to do the actual reveal because when this episode drops, HYT will have done its official season reveal, so I can now talk about what our shows are. I did tell you, Ryan, after we stopped Mm -hmm. recording last week, Sure did. Whether you were right. So your legitimate guesses.
1: Were the last five years and Puffs.
0: Exactly. No. uh, Your legitimate guesses were Phantom Tollbooth for our straight play and Matilda yep. for our musical. And you yep. were 50% correct.
1: That's not bad. That's yeah, one. Got, one you out you of 2 One I'll out of two,
0: it. which was, you know, pretty, I would say pretty impressive, but. Your deductive reasoning was very solid, like knowing who I am as a person. Yes. Um, because Matilda is our musical. I Yay. have I have wanted to do Matilda. The second they announced that the rights had been released, I went to the board and I was like, we're doing Matilda. And then everybody in the area was doing Matilda. This was like, you were like mid-2019 that this was announced. Yep. And then everybody was doing Matilda. And at first I was like, well, they're far enough away. It won't interfere there. That's fine. And then there was a theater that was like 30 minutes away from us doing the show like the same weekend we would have been doing it. And mm-hmm. that was when I called it and I was like, we can't.
1: Yeah, you can't. You we have gotta to. wait. Yeah.
0: And then it was 2020 and the pandemic shut everything down anyway. Yep. And so I've been waiting to have the right crew of actors. Sure. Makes sense. Um, I considered doing it this past season, but I actually have too many guys right now, which is a weird statement.
1: That is a weird um, thing.
0: But Matilda doesn't have very many roles for guys.
1: Sure it's, doesn't.
0: It's really just got Mr. Wormwood, because I don't like putting Miss Trunchbull in drag, and I would prefer to cast a uh, female in that role, because I don't like the optics otherwise. Sure. And right now I've got like three, four really strong, talented guys, but three of them are graduating. So next year I'll be down to a smaller pool. Um, so yeah, so Matilda is going to be our, our summer musical next year. If all, all right. goes according to plan, again, this is all very dependent on like getting rights, but our intention
1: mm-hmm.
0: as of right now, a year out, is to do Matilda next summer. Good. Um, you guessed Phantom Tollbooth for our straight play because I gave you the clue that we've done it. We've done our straight play before in the last yep. little bit of time. Um, Tollbooth yep. was and a good guess. And I was right guess. there
1: also. No, I wasn't. Okay.
0: No. Tollbooth <laughs> was a decent guess, but we did it last in 2019. And that's sure. a little close because it's an all ages. It was an all ages show and we did it before. And so the youngest kids in that show are still fairly young.
1: Gotcha. Um, well, so
0: no, our our fall—well, it's not going to be fall. Sorry, our thirteen and up production um, is actually a play with music. We did it last in 2017, and so that means we will have one crossover actor who was in it the first time, who's eligible to be in it this time, and it is um, all I really need to know. I learned in kindergarten, which is one of my favorite uh, shows. Yep. I deeply love the show. I would do it every season if I could. Um, But I know that I I think the kids might get sick of it. the kids might get sick of it. The community might get sick of it. But like, I love it deeply. Um, And it's it's an ensemble show and it's a show. It's a play with music. So its format is great. One of the things I love the most about it is that it's very adaptable to your group. Mm-hmm. the script has appendices that have like six or seven different vignettes that you can swap in for the ones that are in the main script as
1: okay. it
0: fits your group you're given full creative permission by the team to um, take out anything that doesn't fit your age group it's written for adults and so there's some of the vignettes that are really an adult perspective that don't work as well if kids are doing it okay um, so you can really customize it to fit your group there's like three or four of the vignettes that can be musical numbers or they have a non-musical number version of them as well. And so it's it's just very adaptable. And that's one of the things that I love about it. And it's good messages for our time. And it's an ensemble show, which my company I think needs right now to get back Mm -hmm. to basics in terms of like, this is what it means to create theater together. Sure. Sure. And so I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited for the reveal, the actual reveal that's happening later this week to see how people in the company respond to that information. And then our <laughs> our younger kids production is a show called Tokens of Her Cleverness that my dad actually wrote.
1: Cool. He writes a lot of these. He does. Do. He,
0: he, he writes a lot and he does a lot of like collections of folk tales, And that's what this one is, too. Oh. Okay. Um, and so it's it's got a fun gimmick that he stole from me. I gave him permission, but um, he stole from a class that I did a few years ago. And by a few years ago, I mean like 15 years ago um, where there's, you know, this series of of folk tales that are told. But the order is randomized every night because they have a, a bag with tokens in it and they have audience members pull out the tokens
1: Oh, cool. And okay. so
0: whatever token they pull out is the, the story that they do next. So it's going to be a different order every time you perform it.
1: Yeah, that's kind of fun. So I guess the last question I have for you, Cassie, mm-hmm. is how many of those sticky notes hanging behind you on the wall with all of my guesses, that whole long list of ideas you have now, how many of those are you going to pitch for next year? Or the year after, I guess.
0: You know what? <laughs> There are some on here that are not impossibilities.
1: Right. For sure. You could do last five years.
0: Puffs is on my list. Peter and the Starcatcher is absolutely on my list at some point. Um, She kills monsters. I would be willing to do. I'm actually kind of obsessed with Playground Titus now. Yep. Um, and Good. Chase and I have brainstormed how to make it work.
1: It can work. It can work. Look, ketchup is blood.
0: Right. It's all there. Um, I'm not opposed to the Peter Pan musical, but I would have to do some
1: yeah, extensive
0: some work on it yeah. to make it work. Same with Music Man. I'm not opposed to doing Music Man. Um, I don't love it, but I recognize that it is a decent fit for...
1: Northwest Ohio,
0: in Northwest Ohio, and and yep. the things that I have issues with, I can probably find workarounds for.
1: Sure, you haven't mentioned Mother Courage yet. I'm a little sad.
0: <laughs> I haven't Mother Courage. I probably I I try I try to steer away from shows with my students that have rape b- ballets in them. Oh, you know, you
1: know, you know. There's, it's a problem that there's a there's like I can think of like four off the top of my uh-huh. head.
0: Um, but yeah, so some of the other ones up there, they're shows that just like on principle I won't do, one of which is Mama Mia. It's Thank not you. that I have anything against it per se. Um, I just feel like it's an overdone show and my group isn't the group to do it. Sure, I don't have the right sense. makeup of kids.
1: That all makes um, sense, yeah.
0: And it just skews a little bit older than I tend to have in my, my group. And I guess like gun to my head, I would do high school musical, but I'd really rather not.
1: It's fine. I will continue to do high school musical. (laughs) I will do, I will take that on. I will do it. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Oh man, I have a problem.
0: With high school musical? Me too.
1: No, I think I think I have a problem that I like that, uh, <laughs> that I like it that much. Oh boy, we are at the end of the episode. This we is are at the episode. end of the episode.
0: I will say that if you are subscribed to our Patreon, which you should be, you get access to bonus episodes. And a bonus episode from a while ago was my husband and I watching. High School Musical and doing live commentary and he'd never seen it before so that's a hoot and a holler and then another recent Patreon episode was Ryan and I watching High School Musical 2 which I had never seen before and the upcoming Patreon episode is my husband and I again watching High School Musical 3 which I mm-hmm. have never seen neither has he and he also will not have seen High School Musical 2 I have
1: no yes. idea what I signed up for thank you Chase <laughs>
0: so you don't want to miss that so you do want to become a patron of ghost light media
1: you do want to become a patron of ghost light media thank you friends we're all in this together and you can bet on it
0: so the summer reading program theme for the library is all together now no it's not
1: it's we're all in this together it well, has to be
0: i'm getting t- i'm getting to it ryan
1: i'm sorry i jumped taking my line. bits
0: you're like pulling the rug out from under me um and my boss initially wanted to we have an outdoor playtime that we do every week during the summer and originally the gathering song that she wanted to do was the beatles all together now okay. um, and we pointed out to her that there's some questionable lyrics in the beatles all together now
1: no there, the beatles? there are
0: and here's the thing uh, there's a kids bop version they don't change the lyrics that are questionable oops in the kids bop version and and we're like, and kids today don't really know it from the Beatles. They're not going to know the song. And and we're like, what about this song instead? So the gathering song, unless she changes her mind again, the gathering song for the outdoor playtime is going to be "We're All in This Together." Good. And I thought that that would make you happy.
1: That makes me very happy that you're going to have to listen to that song oh, all summer. Not
0: not me. I don't do outdoor playtime, especially nope. not because I will be super pregnant.
1: Yeah, you're still going to hear it, right?
0: Um, it Depends on how loud the Bluetooth speaker they can acquire is.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Because
0: the Worcester Green is a decent ways away from the library. Like, it's pretty okay, close, okay. but, like, I don't know how far I that sounds going to carry. It depends.
1: it depends how thumping that bass is.
0: It does. It does, in fact. It's oh, going to boy. be Miss Allie who has to listen to it every week, but she loves uh, it, so.
1: Well, good for Miss Allie. Yeah. She, she's on the right track there well this was an episode
0: it sure was
1: it sure was
0: this is what happens when we record late at night ryan
1: yeah we're all a little squirrely and all over the place and i had my uh oh boy i had a full run for streetcar today and it is a uh tough long marathon of a show and so i'm sure that I'm, the
0: next time we record we will be talking about lion king into the woods and a streetcar named desire
1: yeah it'll be a whole thing
0: what a trifecta
1: what a trifecta! I won't have to talk at all. It'll be great. That's not true. I'll talk. I can't. I can't not talk. I have a problem. Anyway, thank you so much for coming with us on this journey. I'm Ryan.
0: I'm Cassie.
1: Join us next time by the ghost light.